So like I think the first question, like the obvious one, is like how does a lad from Galway get to Colombia? So this trip started, I think, mid-July. I booked it like three months in advance. And going backwards from there, I wanted, I definitely wanted to move abroad again this year. I spent the last year and a half working on my own business and with the purpose of being able to live where I want, work when I want. And my initial thought was to actually go to Spain, closer to home, learn a bit of Spanish and then go to South America. But the housing market in the popular cities in Spain is similar to what it is like in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, it's paying, yeah, you're paying around four grand before you even step foot into the gaff. So I just thought the like easiest thing to do was just jump into the deep end, go to South America and start learning Spanish from there. And yeah, I've had a great experience so far. Um, yeah, really loving it. Yeah, is it is it um, I'm assuming it's a fairly big like jump, obviously culturally. But is it was it scary like hopping on that plane, knowing you're you're going into a whole um, world? For me, not so much. I'm 26 years old now, and I basically been spending all my money on travel and well, like drinking as well in college, and mm. uh, and I was living at home as well, studying in NUIG. And um, like I've I did study abroad in Brisbane, Australia, which was probably more intimidating jump. And then I did stu- uh, then I traveled solo for a couple of weeks in Thailand at the end of that. And I've also lived in Vancouver with my friends. So that was like a J1. Uh, yeah, travel hasn't really been intimidating to me. It's all, it's what I've always wanted to do. And it just seems the best thing to do with the second half of my 20s now before i get real responsibilities is there any like cons that would that jump out at you that you're like aware of when you're in medellin yeah so um i spent the first two months in medellin and now i'm spending a month on the coast in santa marta and just things that jump out to me as the cons that's probably like the the best video i've done on tiktok since starting a month ago yes it's been a month since i've been posting consistently it's the three worst things about Colombia, which actually did the best for me because I think TikTok has a bit of a toxic reputation. As long as like somebody watches the video, whether they love it or they hate it, it's going to push it out to more similar people. So yeah, that's actually one of the things that one of the videos that did the best for me. Uh, w- the cons would be one of them would probably be like just like public what's the word for it? Kind of like public access with like transportation or anything. Ubers are great. So like Ubers, two to five euro anywhere across the city. But like when you're trying to walk, when you're trying to like walk around the street, one thing is like the paths are nearly unwalkable. Uh, I walk on the road more than the paths. That's just one thing that sticks out. And then there's a lot of homeless as well. And just beggars in general. I noticed since I've moved closer to the coast, that um they're a bit more assertive over here the beggars like some of them won't take no for an answer and i'm like i've never had i've never seen the benefit in giving people money on the street as a po- like i don't think it's a sustainable um solution for like poverty um i don't think the beggars might like that's only going to encourage the beggars to beg more and expect the same thing from other tourists and um basically putting the responsibility on the tourists to make sure these people are alive do you feel safe over there good question so that's something i'm like accustomed to now is like 
having to be aware every time I like leave my apartment or whatever because um one there's there's people begging you if you don't if you don't give them a respectful response they might like they have went out of their way to like kind of follow you and bother you a bit more so like you need to be respectful when you're answering them um if you don't want any problems and yes yeah, just kind of being aware of your surroundings every time you leave the street is something that definitely yeah definitely bothered me at the start like not being able to just throw in your headphones and just walk to the gym or whatever but it's um yeah just be yeah just be more alert like it is safe if you're going into these like if you're not going into these situations like an idiot like when you're walking on the street don't have your phone out the whole time look like you know where you're going walk confidently say hi to people be be respectful and I don't think you'll have any problems. It's it's always easy to say, yes, it's very safe until one day I get stung. But um, I think it's just like taking the precautions every time you leave your house and yeah, you should be fine. Yeah, and nothing has ever happened to you or like has been close to happen to you where you got a bit of a fright? No, nothing, no nothing's happened to me. Um, I've had a housemate in my last apartment she got robbed twice within two weeks she's been living in Medellin for um six months um and she got she got robbed when she was outside of the old apartment that I was living in like just getting a Uber Eats delivery and she got caught there it's just like guys on bikes with like I think a knife is the weapon of choice to usually have and it's just uh, give me your phone, give me your wallet, um, that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's as bad as it gets in Medellin because the area I was living in was seen as like, that's where a lot of the foreigners live and that's where the rent is higher. So they just see it as like an easy, easy few hundred quid for a phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I suppose it's, it's, um, I know a lot of people, especially like the old older people can kind of focus on that. If someone's, if, their son or their daughter is going across to Colombia or wherever South America. They will. They they kind of tend to concentrate on the negative shit, and um, it's as you said, like if you kind of are watching what you're at, you're probably grand. Yeah. Um, but there obviously is like that bit of it's kind of like I always see like living in a city, like you know, if you're living in the likes of Dublin or whatever. Now Dublin has gone into a bit of a cape lately, but like yeah. if you're living in Dublin, you're getting all this, you're getting more stuff than if you're living in a town or a, a village. But obviously, there's that. I, that's kind of the extra edge that something might happen to you. There might be this extra fucking knacker hanging around the place, but like, you know, it's like, you know, you've had nothing happen to you so far. So it's not as if it's yeah. the country either. Like, yeah, I think um one thing I thought of there is dating is also really dangerous in Medellin. So, supposedly. So like there'd be there'd there's been stories this year of like guys going out on like Tinder dates and going out with girls who are like run uh what it what it, what's the word for it like girls who are like part of the gangs in Medellin that's what that's one thing preconception about Colombia that's still kind of there is the gang culture because it is an underdeveloped country and there isn't a lot of opportunities for locals to make money and when they see these guys with flashy cars clothes everything it's appealing for them to join the gang and it's uh it yeah it just leaves tourists open um so like on tinder dates how they do it is they take the guy out put something in their drink or something and then just like uh get back to their apartment rob them blind and that's one thing like a lot of people tourists that come over to medellin are 
skeptical of the whole dating scene and everything but i think it's another thing where if you take the precautions um like i think i think most of us are a pretty good judge of character where you can like like don't go after girls who are in a load of photos in like yachts or with surgery or in like these fancy resorts because the girls who care about showing their lifestyle like this like they somebody has to pay for it and if she's just working as like a regular job it's probably like a, a giveaway sign yeah and would medellin be like uh a poor area or would it be kind of like a touristy area of colombia it would probably be, probably be the most western city in south america so like Latin America, I think Mex Mexico has probably Mexico City would probably have more English speakers. Um, but I think Medellin has like the most digital nomads, like foreign people working online, um, out of any city in South America. Um, but there's definitely poor poor areas of the city. Poblado is the most westernized. That's where I used to live, and that's where like most of the tourists go over. Like if you have no Spanish going over to South America. Like I did, I had a couple of days in Duolingo. That was about it. But it's a less intimidating place to start because uh, smaller places in South America, the, the further down south you go, they have less English. It's less developed. But um, it's, def it's definitely a culture shock if you've never been to like Asia or other developing countries before, if you've just been to like Europe. Um, but for me, it's not anything outrageous I haven't seen before. Yeah. I was gonna ask about uh, Thailand. You said you went there on your own. Does that um? I know I'm probably asking the same questions, but that um, going your own, especially, I would think now maybe you don't, you maybe didn't see any, you know, problem or like fear with it because like, you were used to traveling before that. But um, did you ever have any issue? Like I like me personally, I'd be like, you no, know, I'd need someone with me. Like if I was going to like England or Europe, I'd be like, I I I don't need anyone with me. I'd be all right. I just feel yeah. like if I'm going out with the EU, there's just something. Maybe that's just me, or maybe it's a lot of people are like that. But if you're going out with the EU, I'm like, I'd like to have someone with me because a, because I wouldn't know where the fuck I'm going. Like Thailand would just be, you know, I, yeah. I, I just wouldn't have a clue what I'm at. Like, so was that was there ever any, like, nerves about that, or are you just like, I'll just go out and see where I'm going? Um. Yeah, that was I. I'd say where the most nerves were was at the so that was in tw twenty eighteen. That's when I did study abroad in Brisbane. And I'd say before moving abroad then was the most intimidating time because I'd always lived at home. But after a couple of months li living there, you kind of get accustomed to it. I think like some people have the homesick bug and some don't. I've never really got it. Of course, like you miss your family, friends at home and missing out on things. But it wouldn't bother me to a degree where I consider like going home or anything. Um, but if, yeah, for Thailand, not that intimidated before that trip um i think it's also that like i'm comfortable being like by myself being like uh whether i make friends or if i don't it's not like a huge concern for me especially now that i'm working full-time like every place every place i've been to so far like i um it hasn't been like a huge tosh worry or anything for me um just yeah just having like different other priorities and being comfortable with this uh but one thing that happened to me in Thailand I forgot about was um one one the nights out I'd lost my phone and this is like when my first night in Koh Phi Phi in this island and this island is tiny there's no roads or anything probably maximum a couple thousand like people living there and 
um yeah that was kind of awkward because i needed to get a phone then and there and that was after six months studying abroad in brisbane where i had like no money pretty sure i had to ask my mom for money for that phone so i could last the rest of the holiday with food <laughs> but um yeah i think it was yeah make yeah making friends there um like i'd made friends from that night and people are so you don't realize like people are like so helpful um like there's friends let me use their phone for the day helping me out with like my mom transferring over money for the phone and everything um yeah it didn't it didn't end up being a huge problem i was stuck with a crap android for the rest of the holiday but i did have so instead of buying travel insurance i just buy phone insurance a lot of the time because especially um at that age those nights out were a bit more wild i'm i like um more tame now and like more sensible for nights out now especially in south america i think you need to be more careful but like thailand is definitely um if you haven't solo traveled before you want somewhere to go i think thailand is a lot safer uh the route is more common it's it's younger like younger people you'll meet the same people in like different locations across um each of the different places you go in thailand and it also has basically everything it has the mountains and like more cultural experiences up north and then like the beaches and more partying down south so um you def definitely more ideal like um south america would be more off the beaten track all an older crowd like i'd be one of the youngest people in this co-living now that i'm in um did i break up on you there uh it's i think i think my camera's off. i'm just looking at it my face is fucking frozen on that um i um, I'm. I don't think it's my internet. It might be yours, is it? And uh, I've the same thing. So yeah, your face is frozen on mine. Um, yeah, because I can still see your face. You're still talking away. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you want me to connect and disconnect, or will we just keep going? Uh, I'll try. I'll try turn off my camera and turn on again. If sure it doesn't work, then sure I'll just leave it. Fair. Uh, yeah, I should do the job. Cannot start video. Fail to start. Sorry. Yeah, fuck it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. We'll just leave it. So that's that hasn't happened in a while, actually. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a big um, not so much a trend, but like a lot of people are kind of they want to get a bit more adventurous and like they don't just want to go to like Magaluf on holidays. Like you know, they want to venture out a bit farther. Like so, um, yeah, it's definitely the likes of Thailand and even you know, South America and places like that in Vietnam and stuff. Like everyone kind of wants to be there now as well and i think i think like the you know i think social media is kind of like accelerated as well because like lads want to be i think there's that kind of jealousy thing as well people see other people out and they're like you know i, I want a piece of that as well yeah that's a huge influencer in our like our generation's decision making like i think that's a huge impact to like why so many are going to australia at the moment i think that's that's a huge one um for my age group now anyways but um yeah social media is a big factor there well what travel plans do you have over the next few months um well i'm saving up currently to go over to america or like either america or yeah i'm assuming it'll probably be america next summer i don't think i go to the likes of south america i mean sorry i mean north america i'll go to next year um probably like the likes of route 66 or the west coast i'm just planning to go away for a month because um I've never really traveled anywhere too fucking exotic. Yeah. Like it's more or less kind of in, you know, the generic places you go, which is grand as well. But um somewhere like that. And I don't know. I like I could either go to the likes of Thailand. I'm not actually sure. Like I haven't I've kind of started saving for it. Yeah, and... those are two completely different choices, US and Thailand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It would it's... be a J one sort of job you're looking for. 
just uh, traveling for the month. Just a month of travel. Yeah, I I'd considered the J one, and then I kind of wanted to get back for the hurling championship. So, um, I'd thought that out. But what would be more? Like I'm assuming Thailand would be a serious bit cheaper, so maybe that would be more plausible. But I kind of want to go to it's. It's hard to know. I don't know. Like what would be what your like, you about the US? Um. Well, I suppose I want to do Route sixty six, and then also just looking at play. Even if I went on the west coast, I just like to go to the likes of LA or just just some of them places that you kind of are very like you know romanticized in America. That I just like to go to. Yeah, so we that, we so after we worked in Vancouver for the summer. Um, I was working seven days a week, so I was doing landscaping Monday to Friday and a bin man at the weekends, just so yeah I could save up for a road trip at the end. We went, so it was Route sixty six, uh, L A to Chicago, or is that down the Pacific Coast? It is, uh, it's, I it yeah it's Chicago to I think it could be L A Chicago. Yeah, it's real, it's something like that. I know I haven't fully. Reserved okay, so it. yeah, we didn't do that one. We did this the the Pacific Coast. And that would that was class a lot a lot of money, and um places so like L A was an absolute dump. That's like the most uh out of anywhere I've ever traveled the most um underwhelming place. It's like any of the tourist things um is like it's just crap. It stinks on Hollywood Boulevard. Just stinks of crap and um. I feel in LA tourism is kind of seen just getting in the way people all have something to do or seem like they have something to do. And I, I, I just didn't like LA at all. Um, better places I've seen in the U S so, so like San Diego was so much nicer. San Diego was unreal. And, um, Yosemite, um, Lake Tahoe. So like any of the, like, uh, nature, sort of excursions i definitely recommended the u.s incredible but like cities like la did i i wasn't a fan of at all so when you did the pacific coast so i'm assuming like rented a car or whatever and then yeah were you like booking some maybe state so like how i have a few questions so like how long did it take for you to do it and like were you booking different places for each night you had like a full itinerary of like right we'll stay here for a few days we'll book x place and then we'll book why plays for the next few days or do you just kind of just book it as you went day by day or what way did that work yeah we were kind of winging it most of the time to be honest with you um like it was either like one day in advance or two days in advance we'd book like you can get motels anywhere um but yeah when you're booking on the night you can end up staying in some kips which we did but um definitely feasible yeah just doing it on the fly and um yeah, we we hadn't any problems there, and but there was a group of ten of us, so like we'd get like two motel rooms between us. Just say if um, uh, we just wanted somewhere to sleep for the night, and we had somewhere else to go the next day, um, and it would only end up costing us like less than ten dollars each. But um, the U.S. in general is very expensive. Everything there, tax on everything, but their fast food is savage. That was one of the highlights. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. What um what like chain of it or like what what fast food brand? Um probably Chick-fil-A that we don't have over here um in Ireland. Just great quality, consistent, great food every time. Um what else was good? Like yeah, five guys and yeah, everything else that we have here. Um but um 
you you do kind of get sick of it though the same the same type of food it's the same it's the same thing here so like in south america now i'm so sick of lime or anything on food it's like the taste of it i'm so done with wait what you, what do you mean lime lime you like said, they, like... they they like uh so like similar to like mexican food they like uh put lime on everything oh you get that kind of makes everything sweet does it yeah but food. like yeah kind of makes everything like citrusy like it's grand every once in a while but having it too often it's just one of the things i get sick of then in like asia if you're traveling there in thailand all the yeah like all the uh, noodle dishes are all fairly similar and you do yeah you do kind of get sick of them because of the food we're used to at home that that's another big thing about moving is like for me anyways because i'm so lazy i just back home i cook the same thing every day that yeah, kind of getting used to different quality of food is um yes yeah, it's, it's, it's just like one another thing you need to consider that you don't really think of before taking the leap yeah yeah um i've probably been thinking about it for a few weeks now and it's just like i'm just so in the dark about it. like obviously you know a lot about it. i've been talking to a few travel people about it but it's um it's just a bit kind of scary when you don't know anything about it and you're trying to book flights and you don't want to book flights if you're not booking a place first because you don't want to land over there and not have a fucking place to stay and yeah a lot of it probably does work itself out to be fair but it's just like someone who gets worried about it like me there's probably no fucking point telling me that because like you know you don't i just don't want to land over that's my biggest fear is just landing yeah. over there land over to thailand or the states and just being like effectively homeless because like what the fuck do we do because i've nowhere to stay like that's that's my only real worry like I, I, like during the day i can work out i don't give a fuck about anything else like i once have a bit of money and i have a half idea where i'm going i'm fine it's just the, the place to stay is the only thing i get worried about yeah so with a place to stay what a lot of people do with thailand it definitely works in the u.s as well is just like booking the flight getting like first two or three nights over there in your first location and then from there just booking everything by the day because if you book everything before in advance you you lose out on um like more spontaneous ideas like it yeah it would definitely impact you more the fact that you're only going away for a couple of weeks like this the sort of like travel lifestyle i'm living at the moment is like month to month just because it's just like cheaper to live in places for one month as it would be to like stay a couple of weeks in one place and then another place and then work then i start falling behind on work so it's yeah just kind of aligning with your goals but um with with the amount of like apps now for like airbnb booking.com last minute hotels.com or whatever that website is i don't think you'll ever be stuck for somewhere to stay um just like cover your bases in terms of like making sure you always have like emergency cash on you um, getting data on your phone straight away that's a huge one like um, I have like the worst sense of direction and just like functioning as a normal human without my phone so like one thing I always make sure when going somewhere new is knowing how I'm going to get like data on my phone when I get over there like having a plan sorted so I'm not stuck with out any money or without knowing where I am in a brand new city Um, it's yeah like precautions you can take beforehand to like cover yourself if uh yeah you will you so you that you won't run into any problems like having nowhere to stay yeah yeah um how much did the um how much did you like save up to do the pacific um pacific coast road trip i can't remember it was so long ago so that was like 2019 
Um, I, I I really can't remember. I couldn't even put a number on it for you. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what way? Sorry, what was the Pacific Coast? Where did you like start and finish? So we started in Vancouver, got a bus to... Where did we get a... So we got a bus to Seattle, and then we rented a car from there, drove straight from Seattle to San Francisco, just because we didn't want to be going to places for the sake of it, because we only had two weeks. So San Francisco for two nights. We got to San Francisco on a weekend. This was the only place we had a good night out for the whole two weeks, and this is a group of uh, 20... 21 22 year old lads and so like we were kind of looking for um lively scene and yeah san francisco would have been the only good nights out i really enjoyed it i could see if you got bad weather it wouldn't be as good but like the touristy things like alcatraz there that pier with all the sea lines is cool and then after there we went to yosemite which is probably my favorite we only hiked there for one day just like incredible incredible scenes undescribable even and after after Yosemite, we went to Lake Tahoe, which was also great. We probably could have done with more time there. And we'd also went to Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, San Diego, and then finished up in Las Vegas. Las Vegas was very underwhelming. I had my 22nd birthday there and expecting like class night out, everything. But we got there the weekend before Independence Day or something. So like any of the like uh rappers or djs that would usually be performing in vegas just weren't performing because everyone was performing the week after we left and all there was to do was gamble and i hate losing money so it wasn't too ideal for myself is it true what they say about vegas is like it's very like like flashy but trashy like it's kind of like on the surface it looks really nice but then like when you actually like when you're actually there you're like fuck this is a bit yeah it's a bit, a bit like they they try and get money off you for everything. Nothing's free over there. They hike the prices up for everything. Yeah, it it's it's cool and all, but um, I don't know. I feel you kind of get sick of the bright lights, and everything. It would it wouldn't be my scene to be to be honest. Um, but definitely, yeah, definitely something you have to experience once, and I'd recommend experience it experiencing it at the start of a road trip if you can, at the end of one. So that's when <laughs> that's when funds are a lot lower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like towards the end of it, now I can't imagine you'd have the, you'd have the money to be throwing at them, like because it it just it's the same with Los and you what you said Los Angeles was very underwhelming as well. Yeah, Los Angeles, it was um, just the tourist things to do, tourist activities compared to San Francisco. I thought were awful. The people there just weren't that nice. Um, traffic everywhere. Um, actually, a tip I have about Las Vegas: if you want to s- save money while gambling, like for any sort of like J one, hers is to go to the Hooters Casino. I think it's like w- the only place where you can get one dollar bets. So like, it's kind of like stretching out your money as long as you can in the night. That was one thing that, uh, saved us a couple hours. Yeah. Um, whenever I see like the travel like TikTokers, I think everyone kind of like sees the same thing everyone like see like the likes of travel um let me think your man's name i think it's jack fleetwood i don't know if you know who he is oh yeah yeah it looks unbelievable from yeah like traveling from from him he oh he's so good at it though um he's like a pure backpacker um traveler like i've seen some of his videos excellent storyteller yeah he makes it look insane like these 
random countries and isn't he in like africa or something at the moment doing a surf club he is yeah he i think i think that's where he's traveling through he, he's kind of in a different place every fucking day so i never actually know where he like i don't think anyone knows where he is um but yeah, yeah. He, he moves very quickly but like the lads like the likes of him every, everyone's immediate question is like he's been traveling for like a pretty like a long time like a lot of what a lot of lads do now, i know you work over in you do your work from columbia so that makes sense so you yeah. make money but a lot of lads like are like they probably don't really say how they make the money they're kind of just like oh yeah, i'm over here and like jack fleetwood i don't think has been back in ireland for a long time and everyone's yeah. obviously first question is how does he make money like you know so he just kind of seems to be just kind of adventuring the whole time but maybe he does i don't know yeah so i think because he's getting so many viewers like he's a couple hundred k followers if not over a million um definitely one of the most followed followed irish accounts but with that with that amount of views any sort of branding deal he get he'd make serious money um one thing i actually want to do on my channel on tiktok is go through like different ways that you can like make money online while traveling and kind of like ranking them to, you know like the tier list sort of thing but with ways you can make money online because there's a lot of um like pros and cons to like all the different methods and yeah i don't really see many people talking about it online you're right about that all these people traveling showing how great uh it is traveling and anything but yeah how are they funding their lifestyle um yeah definitely an interesting topic to discuss yeah um because it obviously looks great and he's he's really good at kind of um making it look probably 10 times better than it actually is all the time as well and he's uh yeah um, you know, it is insane, and he's a fucking, he's a, he's a very impressive creator because that's what their job is, is to make it as romanticized as much as possible. Um, yeah. but it, and it, it is attractive to people as well because people, a lot of people, kind of feel a bit trapped, and they're like, maybe they'd love to go off and do that, and maybe they feel a bit restricted, they don't have enough money to go over, and people kind of start, you know, they kind of limit themselves a bit. But like, and the lad, the lads like the likes of him, he's probably living a lot of people's dream, really. Yeah, for sure. Um. But like at the end of the day, if that's his job, like um like he's definitely good at what he does and everything. But um yeah, I think it's important, yeah, more people to like show the more reality side of traveling, not just the good things. That's one thing I'm trying to focus on my page because one, I'm trying to differentiate myself from everyone else online. But yeah, I think it's one thing a lot of people uh just try and make it look like a highlight reel real and that it's perfect and everything. But um it's yeah it, it's not it's not uh, it's not incredible all the time but like it's one thing that's like a priority of, of my life that i want to experience as much as possible and see the world um yeah before i settle down or anything and yeah i think putting yeah more realistic stance on the pros as well as the cons of travel is something people need to be aware about because it's definitely not as happy go lucky as jack like doesn't he he like volunteer i think he like still volunteers in hostels even though with the followers he has i know for a fact he's making bank off that and he could be driving whatever car and doing whatever he wants with his life but i think it's important for him to like like fit in with the brand he's created of like backpacker lifestyle kind of happy go lucky and like it's what it makes his videos so much more authentic and that's why people keep watching him because um he's great he's great at what he does and i'm sure he'll do um i'm sure he'll make an insane business out of his new venture now with the surf tours yeah
Um, what are the kind of things you know that you're saying about like trying to show people that it's not all just like sunshine and roses? Like, what are the things like you're trying to highlight that are so like the with yeah, so like with TikTok, you're not really like doing a story with like a beginning, a middle, and an end in terms of like it has to have structure. It's kind of just like um depending on what's going on on in my life depending on what i've recorded or anything like that's one thing that's completely brand new to me is like having to like stop during my life and be like oh this would be a good moment to record or that it's just like something i've never yet i've never really like i've never been a huge person for like photos or anything in the past but now now that i like i want to document this journey i think i have a unique message to send that like nobody I've seen online is doing it and a unique story as well. Like, no, I don't really see any Irish TikTokers traveling South America. So the fact that like, I feel that I'm being authentic and not really copying anyone and doing my own thing. um, that's, that's what's like giving me the motivation and drive to actually pursue, um, growing an audience on TikTok long-term, uh, it's yeah the fact that i think i have something different i think is really driving for me but in terms of showing um like the downsides it's just kind of like what's happening in my life on if i feel something difficult that's happened to me that i think people could resonate with i'm going to share that on my tiktok account and yeah kind of just like not not doing like what a lot of people do where it's just like they go they get to a new city they do all the like um top tours and trip advisor and show how amazing they are but instead of um i just want to be more authentic with it being like this is what the actual prices of things are uh this is what um this is what i experience here this is the good things these are the bad things and one thing i've actually ran into with having this mindset on my tiktok is i've had some backlash off local colombians who are who they are in the belief that um that like uh tourists coming in are the pro are at fault for raising the prices and that I should not be posting any of this online to um to an audience but like one one thing they don't really realize is that like they're not my target market I'm trying to inspire young people mainly men between the ages of like sixteen to thirty like to travel and showing you realistic experience of what it's like from my perspective and where I'm at and um yeah even though there's like ups and downs with it um I think it's made for an entertaining experience so far and yeah like I'm really excited for what's to come on my uh TikTok over the next few months like how, how did you come across me for instance and what have you thought of my page so far I'm interested to hear someone's feedback who doesn't know me from before because I've only really spoken with uh, like people I know about this. Yeah, so I've probably seen like three, four of your videos and I found, yeah, I found you on TikTok, I think it was. Um, Yeah, I found it tough to find you on Instagram. I think it was, I don't know, I think yeah, I did I find you. I, yeah, I haven't started posting on any other platforms yet. I've just kind of, I just want to focus on TikTok at the moment. Um, Like get like a decent audience on that and explore other areas after, I think. I'm pretty keen on starting a YouTube eventually before at least the next three months, you'll just, ex I'll just be exclusively posting my life on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I did actually see, I did read the comment sections in one of them, and there was, don't know, was it, I can't remember what the video actually was, but there was like a serious amount of hate. I think most of them were negative comments about what you were just saying about like, um, you know, get out of our country. In other words, like, you know, there's a lot of negative shit and just saying like, you know, why you, why you advertising to people like, you know, that the, the tourists are, are ruining it for everybody, are ruining it for the locals basically. So, um, is, does it get, does it get like hostile ever when you're over there? Is there kind of an us versus them thing? With, I know it felt it in that comment section. I know, I know TikTok yeah. isn't life, but like, does it ever feel like that over there? Oh no, I couldn't feel any further from the truth in real life over here. I like I can understand those people's frustrations. I think that this uh like these videos are just a place for them to like gather and have other similar minded people. Like if like if tourism was really a problem, like the Colombian government wouldn't be allowing us in for these three six month visas, and um. Like, I think the problem comes back for there. It's not me deciding the prices in the supermarket or the prices of rent. It's the local landlords who are benefiting from it. And then we're paying taxes on it. Like, uh, like you can't have the positives without the negatives. I think, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I haven't experienced this at all in person. Like, Colombians are so friendly. Like, whenever... Uh, like walking past people on the street, especially now I'm in a smaller city. Um, like you'd say hello to most people walking past them. Like whenever you're in an elevator or anything with a new person, they always strike up conversation. I actually feel a bit awkward because my Spanish isn't as good to go past like basic level conversation. But like I have, like I'd say I'd be able to do like a leaving search um hour at the moment. Like if I could be able to pass it, but I definitely missing out on um like a lot of the grammar in Spanish. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, it's definitely like a fun experience and the people here are great. Um, yeah. I just think, yeah. TikTok overall is a toxic place for um, like for hate, for people who hate upon the same thing to like gather together and um, yeah, just find a sense of community. Like I like just say you for instance have you ever hated something so much online that you've felt the need to comment on it? Probably not if you're anyway productive or busy. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's just people with too much time on their hands to be honest. Yeah. Um. The last thing I'll ask you is like, where do you see yourself in maybe? Let me think. Five. Yeah, say five years. Oh, five years is a long time. Um. So. I'm 26 now. My goal over the next five years is to uh travel more of the world while growing my business. Um they, yeah, definitely want to see more more of South America over the rest of this year and next year also. Um do do I yeah, I want to keep documenting my um yeah, definitely want to keep documenting my journey seeing where I can go with TikTok, perhaps make a YouTube channel in the future. But uh, yeah, loving it so far and want to see. So I want to go back to see more of Asia within the next five years. um, And kind of just like promoting more travel to more people, like showing that it isn't as intimidating as you as it might seem. Like just say for yourself, like the fear of being homeless anywhere uh when you get to a new place um 
like just like helping out with like problems I've had and like seeing if it can help other people and inspire other people in the future. Um, yeah, there, there's no set plans. It's kind of taken every day as it goes, trying to improve on the videos I'm making in terms of helping people, entertaining people and um, yeah, travel more of the world. Africa is definitely on the list over the next five years. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, like, Japan is probably the country I want to visit most. It just seems like a different planet over there. Oh, well, what's what stands out about Japan? Just that it's just a, is it a different planet. Their their culture, how they're all um. the The way they see life is very different in the sort of an aspect, as in like they don't um. Like they don't welcome like foreigners for living in general i heard it's like a great place to be a tourist but if you're to live there you're you're basically seen as a second-class citizen I, that's probably a weird explanation to give why i want to go there but it's just kind of like learning about other people's mindsets i think that's one thing traveling opens you up to like like we've all grown up in ireland have all had like very similar lifestyles but then like seeing the way other people think like even like the people like hating on my videos in tiktok there's still something to learn about these people why they think this way and like how they've been brought up and everything i've actually like met some people on tiktok that i've had conversations about this um whether they had the same opinion as me which some of them had and other opinions as well and in person i think it's the same people growing up from different places you do learn a lot from more in terms of japan would be it's very de very developed society that has nothing to do with Western. Like any developed uh, societies, 90% of them seem to be Western English speaking, but uh, Japan have done it all by themselves on the other side of the world. And yeah, I just want to see how they've done it and uh, what the locals are like as well. And yeah, that's probably the best explanation I can give why I want to go to Japan. It's just so different to everything else back home. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, I'd love to get to all seven continents now as soon as I can. I think that's you know, that's probably the basic. I probably wouldn't have as much planned out as you would, but yeah, I just think that'd be a basic one just to get to all seven continents before maybe the age of maybe 30. I think that'd be a decent goal because I don't think yeah definitely won't be done by 25. Yeah, and I think... Once you have pressure to settle down and everything, I don't think travel will be as much as a priority. And then like trying to bring kids to these places. Like I, I've seen a couple like families who do this traveling thing online and it seems great for them, but I imagine it would be an absolute nightmare having to bring kids around South America or Asia. Like, as I mentioned before, like walking around the street, like the paths are unwalkable, holes in the ground. You could easily get injured, lose a leg, anything. So, um, yeah, I think these places are a lot easier when you're by yourself. You have no one else to, um, like you have no one else to compromise for. Like if someone else gets sick or someone else gets hurt, it's kind of just you move on your own initiative and you have no one else to consider, which is for me is a very like appealing thing about solo traveling. Yeah. 
yeah as well and the fact is kids as well like you know if whatever if you're with like another adult like you're not too bad like you can yeah. both kind of mind yourselves like and whatever like god forbid you end up without a fucking place to stay one of the nights you can survive like you'll be all right yeah. you can sleep in a car you can sleep in something but like think the guilt of like having to drag kids around with that and then you're kind of this extra pressure that you don't really need if you're trying to enjoy yourself while you're over there and then yeah. this extra pressure of trying to take care of kids as well would not be yeah. not be ideal yeah i think countries like uh south or places like southeast asia or south america are miles away from like being um like a place that i would comfortably comfortably bring children because it's so it's so unsafe so many things can go wrong even if you're by yourself but like if you have uh more people to be responsible for um no i, I wouldn't enjoy it i think like Costa del Sol is more ideal for that kind of job but uh it's far away on both of our spectrums i think um <laughs> that we don't have to worry about it for a while but uh, i'll see how we go yeah that another option i was thinking about was just like getting a flight to Honolulu and just fucking staying in Hawaii for two weeks now that probably wouldn't be as like you know adventurous that'd be more like a, a kind of Spain kind of holiday you know like it'd be it's very you know a lot of shops and a lot of things you know like things like that beaches and it's a bit of a sun holiday Um, now I've heard that's expensive as fuck I think that's like I haven't really looked at the price of the flights but I, I have been told by a good few people that Hawaii as well is very expensive as well so now I'm not sure obviously there's cheap places everywhere but it's a very tourist yeah. anywhere where there's tourists is going to be expensive yeah, I'd be skeptical going any like um tourist destinations for like exclusively American tourists. I'd say there's some places in Hawaii that are like so expensive. Same with like Mexico, any of those resorts. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be looking out for prices before going anywhere there because yeah, what a lot of these resorts like to do if um they can exclusively sell to tourists, they'll just hike up the prices a lot. That's what I've noticed in Colombia. Like you have to be able to haggle for yourself in certain situations and like be aware of prices before going into before buying anything because um unless you're buying from like a reputable reputable supermarket um in any of these yeah tourist destinations if they can exclusively sell the tourists they will hike up the price a good bit oh by much like would it be like fucking ridiculously done uh they chance it like if you're going to like so same as in like Spain, you know, you're going past the Lucky Luckies and they're saying, oh yeah, the Louis Vuitton's real or whatever. They nearly try and give you probably 25% off the real price because they know probably one in every 20 people they say that to will actually believe them. But uh, yeah, anything like that. So like I went to a fake shoe market, I got that on my TikTok and yeah, they'd basically be trying to sell you retail price at the start. Um, but uh like you like you know yourself ordering shoes online from china it's around 30 euro around like 50 cent for sunglasses that they're paying without delivery so um it's just being aware of the price before tell them that price and don't don't veer too much higher from it um that would be the main thing is yeah just having the information before you're going into situations of buying things yeah um but yeah it's Definitely something I'd want to do, and I yeah, just or just just next summer. I mean, I'm not just go to likes of fucking Spain because like shit like that kind of just you know, not to sound like you know pretentious around, but like ever like most people, we've all been there. Like you know, we don't want to. Yeah. You kind of, 
know, you can go there anytime. Like, you can go there with your fucking kids when you're 40. Like, I just for these few years, like, these are, these, these are the only times you can kind of go to places like where you are, like Columbia or even fucking do Route 66. Like, you know, th- yeah. there's a limited... I'm, I'm kind of become more conscious of that, like, there's a limited time frame to when you can actually go on trips like this. So that's why I'm kind of putting pressure on myself. Like, even if I don't have the money, like, just to try and kind of force it over the line because... I know I'm gonna wake up one day and before you and be like, "Fucking hell, Dan, you really let that one slip." Yeah, I kind I kind of realized that after um, like kind of as I was finishing university, that like yeah, there is limited time of when we can visit South America, Australia, all like all of these places, and like there's so much crap about growing up in our generation, so much bullshit we have to deal with. But like one of the good things is like access to travel. You can be anywhere in the world you want within a day if take it take you of the money you're probably going to be paying triple more the price than you would or you could get the best deal ever you could pay half the price but i think access to travel is one of the great things about the generation we're born in and seeing as like how covid went that can be taken off us like that so yeah it's just one thing i want to do for as long as i can before i get told to that i can't so um yeah experience now there's there's no point in waiting um like excuses like having nowhere to live um like i i just think that's a bit of the nerves talking and like any sort of like logical problem solving will get you through most of the problems and like i'm sure you know yourself but like tiktok and chat gpt are way better search engines than google nowadays so that's what I use for any like concerns I have with like visas or anything to do with travel. Um, both of those help me out a lot. Hmm. Noted. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good to chat. I've uh, you've eased a few of my you know anxieties about travel. Uh, so yeah, that's that's nearly all I have to ask you now, Dan. To be honest, um, yeah, do you want to plug actually your TikTok before you go? Actually. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mention that in the video. So yeah, I've started a TikTok around a month ago. I've been posting consistently and just basically recording my um just recording my experience through South America, the ups, the downs, and then like giving advice where I can, making it as entertaining as possible. And my TikTok is it's action Dan on so no spaces. And yeah, you can find me there. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me on tiktok or my instagram is also linked i need to be more consistent with posting on my instagram but will uh make more of an effort over the next few weeks and yeah that's everything for me it's been a pleasure to be on your podcast thanks a million man uh seen a rest uh another couple episodes like really relatable stuff to like young lads growing up so definitely keep it up and yeah maybe we can get on another podcast in a few months yeah hopefully yeah um yeah it's been good i know i just said when i saw the traveling thing i just i'd love to get it on i just love to have you on and just to chat about it because uh it's just cool to see people doing you know as you say off the beaten track like you know it's not every irish you know a lot of lads are in australia and stuff like that but not everyone's in colombia so i just said you know be cool to see what you have to say so um yeah it's been fun so yeah cheers man yeah it's definitely an interesting like area of discussion for me but like i have my tiktok basically on it so it's interesting for me but um yeah it's great to hear from like another perspective of someone who think who's thinking of going over and um yeah like i I, like i got a lot from this as well so i appreciate it man and yeah definitely keep up the podcast i'll be keeping an eye out for you bro cheers that means a lot right dan sure i'll uh i'll leave you i'll leave you off and enjoy your afternoon
Cheers, man. Uh, yeah, if you need anything from me, just uh let me know. Uh, what's the story with uh getting the video up and everything? Yeah, I'm not. Um, I can send you the video if you want. Yeah, it's a bit of a bollocks that only fucking half of it is actually, um, half of it is recorded on my side. Now it's you still any clips you want to put up if you I can send you over the whole thing. Um, I might put the old clip on TikTok if I. If I see Anton, but yeah, it's yeah, probably... I, I I was going to do the same. So I've my, I just realized I wasn't really in frame that well for, uh, for the end of the podcast. But yeah, I I recorded uh, a video on my phone from like perspective from here, and yeah, I'll send you over if I get anything from it. But um, uh, yeah, if you could send over the video, it'd be great. And so when when do you think, uh, the podcast will be up? Uh, I know you're busy and whatever, but. Yeah, I'd say let me think this for yeah, I'd I'd say like probably from the twentieth to the thirtieth of October. It'll probably be closer to the end of October, I'd guess. Okay, perfect. Nice one. Yeah, because I'll I'll give your uh podcast a plug in my TikTok just because yeah, it's something something else for me to post more content because um yeah, I'm sure you know yourself, but um like trying to get something like I'm trying to be consistent like nearly every day, like today. I don't think I'll have time to get something in because like it's 2 p.m. now. What's that in Irish? I'm like eight, nine. Yeah, um, it's eight o'clock now. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll get something. I'll, I'll eat lunch and see what I can come up with. But uh, yeah, trying to get some, like, just trying to post something new most days is what I'm trying to focus on now. Like the TikTok algorithm is tougher than I expected, but I can still see a clear line of progression that, um, that like I can grow my that I can like grow my audience and um like uh like potentially monetize this some way because I think having an online audience now in today's day and age is um like I think it's one of the best ways you can make money online. I'll I'll talk about it actually in a TikTok but uh like what what like like uh genuine feedback would you have from like someone who's never seen my videos before like what did you like about the channel what do you think i could do better on in terms of entertaining or educating people to be honest Dan, i've seen about one or two of the videos so i'll yeah. what i might do is i'll watch more of them and because i don't want to give you feedback and then be like and watch more of them and then think differently um yeah. i think what people want to see is honesty to be honest because i think yeah. like where, while jack fleetwood and all like the, the, he is a serious creator as i said but like people do want like the raw honesty and i think a lot of the time they want to see not have like their nerves valid their you know their nerves and their anxieties validated but they want to like see someone talk about like oh yeah this is you know just to like ease your fears because a lot, a lot of, like what fleetwood does is he kind of just is like oh yeah it's great out here there's no problems but if you go like you know this is how you get a get accommodation in such a place and this is what i did when i you know it's that's what people yeah. want because people are if you're if they're going on your tiktok it's more than likely that they're nervous about traveling like what i did like whenever i'm unsure about it like i kind of go on and look at tiktok pages and someone with advice and tips of what not to do so i think people just want honesty to be honest that's all they want yeah that's a good answer man because um it's yeah it's been great and feedback off my friends and stuff but um like when they know me before it's completely different but yeah from your perspective of someone who's thinking of traveling next year is appreh is apprehensive about a couple of things um yeah i think it's just like answering the questions people are curious about like how 
yeah, like how to book so and so, how much it costs for this. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be doing more informative vids over the next couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I need to sit down now this afternoon and plan out my videos for the next week or so. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I will. I'll uh, I'll sit down now, uh, tonight or tomorrow, and I watch I watch a few more of them videos, and I can I'll get back to you. Actually, I'll tell you in full. A bit, I'll give you a bit more feedback if there's anything else that comes to mind. But I'd say that would be probably as much as from someone yeah. who like actually looks at travel TikToks. Like that would mm. probably be what I'd like look for in a in a page. Like definitely, man. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely opened my eyes a bit. Like talking to someone who's looking at traveling next month. Like even this whole conversation, I really liked. But um, yeah, definitely stay in touch, man. I'll have another look at your podcast as well. Um. I'll see if I've answered from you because I think with so how long have you had your page? You're around a year? Um yes. since January twenty twenty one. And what made you start? Um a bit of boredom. Like it was kind of the middle of COVID and I suppose I'd fuck all else to do really. Like I was studying for the leave and cert, but didn't really let that that didn't take up much of my time. Um yeah. but I was kind of doing a bit of that and I thought I just started talking to a few of my mates, kind of shy talk, and then I kind of didn't really stop. It kind of just gave me something to focus on, like so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd say I'll probably go for another bit. I'm, I'm gonna take a few months off next year and try and sell a few. We sold a few hoodies last year. I'm gonna try and sell a few of them for a few months and get back at it. <laughs> Maybe get a studio, but um, just just occupies time, I suppose. Yeah. Um. What did you think of the whole um situation? Just say like putting your life out there online. That was one thing that was huge for me and the only thing the only way i could actually put myself out online is when i'm in a different continent where i'm not going to see people on a day-to-day -day basis because oh just the thought of people i know seeing my the stuff i post online is it's just weird and i don't like it yeah i i do under, i get that yeah and i've talked to a lot of people about that and a lot of people kind of I don't, a lot of people, you know, they kind of shrug it off and like, oh, I don't really care what people think, but no, everyone does to an extent care. Like, you know, it's yeah. very, it's very hard to just be like that fucking careless and be like, oh no, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's, it's different for me. Like you're like a lot of people would see my page and not know what I look like. Unless you see my TikTok, yeah. you don't really know what my face looks like. I, the odd time I'd be in a picture with someone who comes to the studio, but like very, like probably 70% of people who look at my page, don't know what it looked like, which is pretty, I suppose that's what a podcast is, which I kind of like about yeah. it. It's a bit more secretive and I don't really, like it's different for you as well. I suppose you're kind of documenting your whole life where I'm kind of talking to other people about their life and I talk a bit about mine, but I kind of try to, there's certain things I just don't, you know, there's a privacy thing with me as well. I, there's certain things I don't talk about. Like, um, so. Yeah, the difficult thing about TikTok is like the, more you put yourself out there, the better you do. But yeah, trying to be keep different areas of your life private is definitely challenging. If it's like um like something that's more interesting, like just say is like dating, for example, that's something that's pretty private, but also it's what's interesting, it's what's doing well at the moment, um, for a lot of creators. So it's like yeah, trying to find the balance in those areas. Um but yeah, it's it's very weird because I went from nothing. I don't like people knowing my business. Don't really post on Instagram to going all out trying to grow this audience. But um, I think it's the best thing you should be doing as a business owner. Um, 
yeah this this conversation has really inspired me to do talk about like different ways you can make money and travel because not enough people talk about it. the only people talking about it are people selling courses which yeah. i have an awful experience with oh do you did you get scammed essentially but um i see every way of making money online is a ponzi scheme so like the first couple of people get into this way of making money they make a shit ton next couple of people they they make money next couple of people they make a bit less money and less and less and less so um i got in so i got into a program and it was probably a bit late it was like uh content for social media and it was when like reels had already come out. So like I'm trying to sell a content service to people and learning about all about social media and why would they buy off me, spend a couple hundred euro a month when they still have to make the videos themselves. All I do is edit them and come up with the ideas. So I spent like half a year doing that. And then I moved on paid ads is just so much easier to sell because for me, you can measure exactly the value you're adding to the potential client as opposed to um, as opposed to what I was selling before. I wasn't able to say, okay, I'll make you this much money. Like now I, I, I guarantee I'll get you this many uh, potential clients on a video call with you or you get all your money back. So it's uh, so I, so what I'm doing now is just a lot easier and it's just a, yeah, about like finding the right niche who needs uh, your problem solving ability. Like when I started off, I started like trying to work with gyms, but after I found out after a couple of weeks is that like every single gym or personal trainers get in like at least five DMS a day on Instagram of people trying to sell them shit. So, um, so yeah, so, so it's just kind of like making all those mistakes. And I, I think it would be interesting to go through other ways of making money online. I think the easiest way is to, get a job that lets you work remote. So if you go on LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure there's a filter for like just remote jobs. Um, here you'll have more security, uh, but you'll be working for someone else. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be good to go through different pros and cons, the different ways of making money because it's only scammers, I feel, are <laughs> posting about the sort of crap now. Yeah, we could get you on again actually to talk about that because um I was I did actually contact a lad who like is who runs kind of them courses or runs one of them and he actually said he'd come on and he just fucking disappeared then. I don't know where he was from, but he was Irish and and he just kind of um just disappeared. I don't know what the fuck. I I'd text him and he left me on open, then I just left him alone. So um it'd be good okay. to get someone who's actually been who's actually enrolled in one of the courses and hasn't got a good a good fucking run out of it so you could like you'd get a good bit out of that and then yeah de I, yeah i think that's a whole different conversation topic yeah i definitely want to get into more of like the business side of things on tiktok well depending on see how well it does like if this content doesn't do well i'll just stick to the travel stuff but um yeah i think it'd be good having someone on who who isn't trying to sell a course i won't like one thing i know about my channel is one thing i won't ever try and sell is a course because the, the people who are selling these courses are people who've already made all their money uh, on this on this uh, business model they're the amount of money they're making is starting to drop off other people are learning about certain advantages that they have so uh, i don't know like uh just say when automated like text messages and e uh text messages came out a couple of years ago or like different ways of sending bulk emails there's like different 
to other people. Um, it's like once your tricks start to wear off and the money you're making from this business model starts to wear off, that's when people start making courses, not when they're making the money. So I think that's one thing to be aware of online. Anyone trying to sell a course is that's probably not how they're making their money at the moment. And um, if some yeah, if something seems a bit off about it, it probably is. And but it's because the online business space is so competitive at the moment. It's such an ideal lifestyle business. Yeah. And the, a lot of them lads tend to kind of feed on like the insecurities of people as well. Like they kind of paint this picture for you that it's going to, it's going to, um, it's almost like a dead cert. Like it's just free money for you, which is kind of, yeah. uh, which, so which pisses me off. Yeah. It's so cringe watching that shit back, but like, that's what, that's what ties people in. Like that's how these guys are making their money. Cause they know if they're posting uh, seven videos a week, every week, that's going to get them, however many more clients and yeah it is bad feeding on people's insecurities but that's what's working for them and yeah that's one thing i always didn't want to be with my channel is just one of those online business owners who post stupid tips like uh wake up five every morning don't masturbate don't drink alcohol stupid shit like that but um yeah i'm trying to make my channel more entertaining with like helpful tips on travel and helpful tips on other areas of my life, such as, um, yeah, such as business. Probably not going to do any fitness. I think there's too many people posting about that shit online, even though I'm interested in it. But um, I'll see how I go over the next few months. Yeah. It's all yeah. working on, like, what gets views. Like, how many monthly listeners would you have? Uh, I wouldn't have many. I'd probably have about monthly listeners. Is that what? Less than 100. Less than a hundred. Yeah. Spotify is a pretty tough one to um to grow an audience on. Yeah, it's it is tough. Like the algorithm on TikTok is very kind of fucking volatile. It goes up and down. Like you could there is people who just did one dance and became fucking you know, could have a, a serious following and it makes no difference. Now it's probably not a consistent following, but like it doesn't take much to blow up on a video. Like I haven't blown up on yeah. a video, but like the odd TikTok I've done and there's been nothing special about it. And it's gotten serious views and serious amount of comments. So it's yeah, the algorithm is pretty weird. Like, and then Spotify and the likes of Instagram and all that. It maybe for the likes of Reels and Instagram, it, it's the same. But like to build the following on them, it takes you know it's genuine. Like there's nothing there's nothing fake about that. Like if you get your followers, they're they're your followers. They're gonna stay with yeah. you. Like yeah, for sure, it's definitely more great. Yeah, I'd noticed that. Like um, yeah, like TikTok followers, because it's easier to grow, they're probably not as engaged as like Instagram or Spotify. But I think it's the most beginner friendly platform to start off on. That's why that's why I just want to focus on TikTok the next few months. Cause um if I have a bit of a following on TikTok, then like that can some of that will transfer over to YouTube and it'll make starting off YouTube a bit easier. But um yeah, like, yeah, Instagram's definitely a lot of grit. It's more like community, like interacting with people and everything. Um, but it's challenging. I think, I think consistency is the main thing. Like, if I post every single day for the next year, like, uh, because TikTok's so unpredictable, like, um, like some videos will do insane, some will do great, some will just do regular, but, um, it's definitely a long process and trying not to get too 
uh emotionally involved in the numbers is definitely one thing like i'd have to check myself like not checking tiktok too much because i think that shit's just rot rotten for your brain yeah it is it becomes it becomes obsessive then as well because even if one video blows up you're like jesus every video is going to blow up now and you kind of get it gets a bit unrealistic then as well and that's you're you're chasing it's like a drug like you're chasing the next high of getting a video with five five more views and five so it's and the tiktok is not like that that's not the way tiktok works you get five million and then you can get five views on the next video so it's it's a very like you know mentally unstabling app yeah but um yeah i think it's just going off the numbers like what works and just trying to like replicate that again and again and just testing new shit but yeah, I'm excited to see how the next few months go um, with Post Online, completely new to all of it. And um, yeah, it's just great as getting around to other people that are looking to travel. Yeah, because like you'd be my exact target market. And I was having problems with my SIM card at the start. That's why I stopped posting. Because when I post on a Colombian SIM card, my videos only went out to Colombians. What did they? Yeah, that's one thing about traveling on TikTok. Yeah, you need to have an Irish SIM card in while posting it. All right. I didn't actually know that. Um, I might have to let you go. I have to be somewhere. I don't have to be somewhere half eight, but I have to. I just have stuff to do for half eight. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, not that I didn't want to be cutting across you. You know, that kind of way you're in the middle of talking and then just fucking. Um, but yeah, I might have to let you go. But I will, I will look at them videos and I will give you feedback. Um, if I hear, if I see anything else or think of anything else. Um, cause that, that's definitely a channel I would, I would watch because, you know, the fact you're saying you're going to, you're going to show both sides of it would suit, would yeah. suit me to look at. Like, I don't, I don't want to see the fucking polished view of everything. Like, you know, I want to see both sides of it. That's, that's going to make help me make a decision on where to go, like on what to do with traveling. So. Yeah, man. Thanks a million for your time as well. Like you've definitely given me inspiration on the direction I want to take this channel. Like, um, you're yeah, like talking to people interested in traveling and. Yeah, hopefully I can yeah make some useful content for you and other people over the next few months.